The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you comfortable discussing money and your personal wealth? If not, where would you start? Is it money and your family, money and charitable contributions, or business and personal wealth? This is Conversations with Money, featuring your hosts, Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. Our show is about real people talking about money. You will develop a better understanding about your conversations with money and also hopefully develop some new habits to make conversations about money easier. Now, here is Franco and Marissa. Welcome. You're listening to Conversations with Money. I'm your host, Franco Caligiuri. And I'm your host, Marissa Sepulinski. Oh, Marissa, you got to get a little closer. I am closer. I don't know how much closer I can get. <laughs> Our show is about picking on Marissa. No, it's- <laughs> Our show is about tearing apart our beliefs and, and, and looking at the myths that we have with money and what we've picked up and have learned through our, our childhood and also through our adulthood and to see what's holding us back and what's limiting us in, in building wealth in, in a way that's meaningful. And today, I'm very excited, Marissa, we have, not only are they friends, uh, but uh, I've come to admire how they built uh, their family and also their business, and I'm really looking forward to the conversation that we're yeah, going to have today. Yeah, it'll be a good one. Again, you're too far away. I'm closer now. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I think they're regretting coming on. They're like, what have we gotten ourselves into? How close do they want to get? <laughs> uh, before before I, I welcome uh, our guests, uh, just a little bit of a, a background uh, they own a local, in Vancouver here, a local uh, cooking school. Uh, in the bio, it says it's state-of-the-art. Uh, it definitely is. Uh, and I know that uh, every couple of years, you continue to try to keep that standard very high. Um, but I'm going to set aside your bio and just really share what, what my, our perception is of you. you. What we've seen and observed is that you built a, a, an incredible business, successful business, and I really believe it's because of the, your approach on how you've integrated employees within your business. You don't look at them as just numbers. You look at them as being part of the family. And, and for me, uh, it's been very inspiring to observe and to, to really see how, how your business has flourished because of, of that. I mean, your, your, your deli and cooking school is beautiful. It's, it's incredible. It's up to date. Uh, but I, I think that without the staff, that really means nothing. And also building a business as partners. Absolutely. As husband and wife. Because I've heard many times people, because my wife and I, we, that's how we started. And uh, I've heard many times, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I can't, I don't know how you guys do it. You ever hear that comment? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, uh, we look forward to, to hearing about that. So welcome, David and Sarah Robertson. Welcome. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Good Thanks to for be having here. us. Yeah, welcome to Conversations mm-hmm. with Money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we try to have fun here. We, we, we try to look at uh, what holds us back. We've had many guests that have come in to share their perspective. We, we've talked about charitable giving. We've talked about... Um, owning homes, renting, 
uh, buying, the difference in how we have all this meaning around the idea of debt and how that holds us back. Right. Money assassins, that was a good one, where we talked about how we're the thing in our way, of course. Yeah, and, and we're in 39 countries and growing. Uh, people are tuning in, listening in. But we haven't had a conversation with a couple and, and how they've created balance with family and business. Mm -hmm. And so today, hopefully, we can have that discussion and really dig deep into that. Mm -hmm. All right. Absolutely. So first question that Marissa wants to ask <laughs> is... <laughs> Right under the bus you throw me, eh? <laughs> you couldn't even wait five minutes. <laughs> Our listeners have come to expect that. Yes, this is true. You're, no, you're I, turning the same I, color I, as David's, <laughs> David's shirt. It's a nice crimson red. I was totally prepared not to talk about this. It was a hypothetical. This morning we were talking about the idea of how hard it must be to keep uh, to keep the conversation of business to business and as partners in terms of husband and wife, what it would be like in terms of, I feel like if that was me, I would need to set house rules as like no talking about business in bed. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Because otherwise <laughs> it just all turns into one and then you're lying there and you're talking about business and you're talking about numbers and what, like it mm -hmm. just merges into one. Yeah. So I, I guess what my question was that I was going to not ask, but now I am asking, is how do you keep that separate? How do you, how do you not talk about business in bed? We're getting better at it. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's been a problem. We're getting better at not talking about business in bed. Okay. Um, but in the beginning, it was definitely one of our greatest challenges as a married couple to have a separate separation between our private lives and our business lives, mm -hmm. um, especially also during the first year of opening our business, um, we had our first child. I ended up staying at home with our baby for a little while, and we didn't have um, time at the business together to talk about the business. So often the evenings were the only time really when the baby was sleeping, David was at home for us to talk about the financials of the business, the profit and loss reports, the goals, our vision, our staff. And unfortunately, our staff took up a lot of our bed yeah. <laughs> for some time. And I'm sure, David, that's not what you wanted to be thinking about no, or talking about know. once you got home from work. We've gotten so much better over yeah. time for sure. You know, we're six years going here and you learn a few things along the way. And, you know, Sarah had a great way in the beginning is I, I would I would think of something before falling asleep and say, oh, did you remember that for yesterday? And she goes, this office is now closed. You can, re you can finally reach me at 10 a.m. Amazing. <laughs> and it, I love that. And it was a great way just to say, you know what? Let's just leave the business to rest. Let's yeah. focus on family. Because part of us being a family business as well is keeping a strong sort of uh, family front, mm -hmm. right? We don't yeah. want one to overwhelm the other. Same way as you don't want to take all your home issues into your business and then lay them all out there for staff to see. So we wanted to have a balance with that. Yeah. I like that. We're closed for business. <laughs> <laughs> Please contact me at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, that's exactly how it was. It was a humorous way of diffusing a potentially yeah. potential conversation that just wasn't right for that time of day. So. Yeah. But we're still learning. There's always yeah. the little topics like, oh, 
you know, did you take care of this today? Did you take care of that? But now we're, we're pretty good before we sort of go to bed. We've addressed those issues. Yeah. And, you know, we want to make sure our kids, when our kids get home, they have mm -hmm. mom and dad time. See, our kids could care less what a, a profit and loss report looks like at the end yeah. of the month, right? Or, you know, these things. Things that are important to us as business to mm -hmm. keep a successful business running. Mm -hmm. But you're, you're, you're juggling many balls in the air. So you, you're, you're the father one moment, you're the business owner the next, you know, you're the husband the next, and the same would go for Sarah. So we, we try our best to respect these areas and protect them too. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting about this is, just because now that we're at the business at the same time for the larger part of the day, we still actually have to schedule meetings to connect and talk about these things together. So it's not just because we're at the business at the same time that now we have these conversations and they just happen on a fly or naturally. We actually still need to make sure that we meet and talk about these things because otherwise they will come up at home. Mm -hmm. So um, we, we're learning to schedule meetings even though we see each other all day, we still need to sit down and make sure we have room for private conversations just between the two of us. Mm. Yeah. And, and how have you been able to schedule date times? So actually going out for a day, just, just you guys, where business does not creep in. You mean like dates? Like you, you seem surprised. No, I just like, <laughs> what do you mean, like during the day, like Monday to Friday or on the weekends? No, date. Dates. Dates yeah, in general. Dates. Just dates. Yeah. Oh. You know Do you what? think that once you get married, that you know, <laughs> yeah, no more like, dates? <laughs> no, I mean, I. that's a great question. How do you schedule dates? <laughs> the, the way you win them is the way you keep them. So, <laughs> and that's something we work on. But Sarah and I try to get a, a date night in once, I'd say, every two weeks for sure, mm -hmm. where we just go and hang out. Um, we also do one thing with the kids, which is actually a lot of fun. And other parents would say, wow, that's totally not romantic. But we actually pick a decent, nice restaurant and we go with ourselves and the kids. We actually get a nice bottle of wine. We have a nice mm -hmm. meal. And our, our children have become so accustomed to eating in certain restaurants. And there's a lot that the iPad can take care of with a six-year-old, too. Yeah. But for the most part, we, you know, we look for that once every two weeks, for sure. Yeah, so we try to have family dates as a family whether that's hiking or eating at a restaurant. We do pick restaurants that are appropriate for kids right. too, but they do need to have a nice wine list. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then we definitely make, make time for each other too. But again, that is something that you have to work on. It doesn't happen naturally because you have to hire a babysitter. You have to tell your kids you're not going to be at home. Um, you're going to come home a little later at night and you still have to prepare their school lunches for the next day. So there's a little bit more effort that goes into planning a date night. Um, you can't just fly, you know, just decide you go on a, on a whim. You really have mm -hmm. to plan for it. And we, we're quite spontaneous. So that's sometimes what, what we have to work on is that we actually plan ahead and you know, reserve a night just for the two of us. But again, we're getting better at that too. And we always... We always have a good time. We're the couple that shows up and just has no reservation, and we expect yeah. a table of four to be ready for us. <laughs> right there. And, and our six-year-old daughter is looking at them like, well, what do you mean you don't have a table for us? <laughs> so She's so cute, you can't say no. So you see the servers and the hostess going, we'll take care of that for you. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, I see. So that's the reason why you bring them. So yeah. they yeah. the, the access bait. to the table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they must have crayons. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> it's cute when they bring And out. Shirley Temples. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, oh. I'm curious, I'm thinking about, as I look at you actually, Franco, and I think about how, oh, no, well, I'm thinking about how even just our dynamic, because mm-hmm. we've known each other for over 10 years now, we have such a close relationship that sometimes when you, we switch into, with each other, business mode, I get, I mean, as a female, I think I'm a little bit more emotional, I'll say a little bit. Than Franco, and I get sometimes he's making a big <laughs> thanks. I'm not that much more emotional, but yes, I react sometimes when Franco goes too, too much into what I'll call business mode, where I want to be a little bit more lovey and like friendly with each other because we go from friends and then he jumps into mm-hmm. business and he gets really direct. And I'm like, can we just be a little nicer with the delivery? <laughs> you know, like, I, I want to stay in the warm, friendly zone. Oh, and it's Sarah. not just us. Sarah knows exactly. And we're not married. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, so then when I get home, it's the same thing at home too. I know. He told me one day he was like, I'm, I can't handle any more female, like emotional. And I was like, what? He was like, I deal with it with you. And then I go home and I have a wife, or like a real, like a wife, wife, not a work wife. Huh. And so he deals with it from beginning to end. At least, Franco, you have three sons at home. He's I know, got two more daughters. No. So I'm curious, considering that, you know, this is a business partnership and I experienced mm-hmm. that, I'm assuming that other people, you now have the marriage. So you jump from, you know, kiss, good morning, I love you, to now go into business mode. What's that like? Or is, is it, is it, you know? You'd like me to start? <laughs> <laughs> you might um, not get, for business. Yeah. <laughs> you might not get a word in. Um, no, it's, um, okay, how do I answer this? You know how Sarah has her thing, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier? This office is now yes, closed. Yes. Well, I have the business side, too. Yeah. This, uh, this counseling session is not happening. <laughs> let's, I do not Let's go right into business. No. <laughs> no, but. Okay, Sarah, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Franco. I'm Thank calling you. you next time. I'm having an emotional yeah. breakdown. <laughs> You'll get it. Um, well, I, I sometimes joke around that I I feel like I have two husbands. I have my partner, my business partner, yeah. who's my husband, and we talk very differently mm-hmm. when we're at work than we do when we're at home. And we try not to cross the line. When the lines get crossed and we do mix business with home, regardless which way, it usually doesn't end very well just because it's not appropriate so we actually have to have really healthy boundaries around even the way we talk to each other but I have come to accept that when we're at work we will talk about business and I mean sometimes you know if, if, if something else comes up and we need to talk about it of course we can mm-hmm. but sometimes I have to make the announcement beforehand and I say I need my husband right now yeah and and then he knows that okay this is personal this is something where you know she needs someone to lean on or she needs to just have somebody affirm her or whatever um, but for the most part unless you know, there's a disclaimer and we're at the business, he needs to know that he can talk to me about the numbers and even ask me how come the numbers look like this and how come the costs were up or this without me taking offense to it. And right, just actually and feel like he's accusing you. Or... Exactly. And I had to learn that. I had to definitely learn that over time. So it can be learned is what you're saying. Franco's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. It can be learned. <laughs> okay, okay. But David also learned to still see his wife behind his partner so I mean you know definitely there's a way of of talking to each other even when it is about business where you still remember this person is the person that I'm going home with tonight and I don't want I don't want her to be mad at me right 
You know, Sarah, though, is, is definitely, um, you know, not just because we're on a radio show, but she is a confident woman, and, and there's, she's very in control of her emotions, which mm-hmm. it makes her an awesome wife but an awesome business partner. And I don't know if that would be the same all around, but in, in a lot of situations, she just knows how to handle stressful situations. And so a lot of times she's not running to me to take care of every little thing along the way. So that's worked out well for us as well. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Okay, so Franco, next time I'll just come to you and say, I need Franco, my friend, for a minute. Is that, can I do that? Am just I call Sarah. That? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, uh, allowing Marissa to call you and provide you advice and feedback. She didn't say she would allow and me. And you call. didn't answer her question, Franco. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Franco. Well, the show isn't about me right now. <laughs> It shows about both of you, David and Sarah, of the mm-hmm. dirty apron. No, I think the what you're just saying there. Uh, I think what we have is a uh, is a unique uh, uh, situation where what you're describing is you have to go home mm-hmm. and face each other and still deal with each other and raise your kids and and, and still be husband and wife. Uh, however, you know, for us. I can go away. You can go away. You go see Chris. I go see Carrie. Mm-hmm. It's funny the first names are C's. The C's. Uh, but I think that dynamic can be can be can be I guess taken advantage of if that makes sense. Where mm-hmm. you can walk away going, well, I I'm not to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at home, you know, if that if that was a case. If we, if we were married, then I, you know, we go home. This particular situation, yeah. I think that's why a lot of people say, "I don't know if I could deal or work with my spouse." Yeah, mm. it's because I don't know if they, if they, what you described there mm-hmm. is a great example of how you worked hard to develop that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you develop strategies and yeah, communication. Where I need my husband now, mm-hmm. right? Or I need my mm-hmm. wife now. Instead of being in this business mode where I come here, you know, I feel like I need to be in business mode, right? And Whereas I think I think there is a reality to a lot of relationships as partners, as business partners, uh, generally over the years that I've seen. I mean, this is only you know my twelve years of experience. A, a lot of them f- fail in one area. Mm-hmm. It's very seldom that you see them succeed, which is why we we're so interested in speaking to you guys because you know there's an element of what are you do- doing? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's that date night, whether it's a date night with the family, no business in the bedroom, checking out the certain pieces that you've implemented, which are implementable pieces for everybody to say I could potentially be in business with my partner or whatever relationship that, that looks like and move forward successfully. So I'm well, continuing to continue <clears throat> to have this conversation, but we're about to go on a break. Uh, not yet until I say so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Franco. <laughs> <laughs> just had to control the timing, did I you? Did, I did. No, I just wanted to end with this because, you know, once we go on a break, then you can forget. Uh, but the, the, I think that not being not not being willing to explore the possibility, I think it can limit a lot of people. Because mm-hmm. I think that dynamic of of husband and wife, um, or people that are in a relationship, how much stronger that business can be. Mm-hmm. Because you know that person so well, intimately, and you can actually play off of each other. And if you're able to work on that, and that's why the show is important because it allows us to have this conversation. So I don't think a lot of people talk about this. They kind of dismiss it or put it under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you're willing to, how much stronger that business can be. And I gotta say, my wife and I, Carrie and I, our relationship is so much better, 10 times, 20 times better because we were forced to have to mm-hmm. speak on this level. Yeah. Right, and so it wasn't just at, at night or on the weekends, it was 
all day long. Mm-hmm. So now we can go to the break. All right. I want to make you. that point. Our, perfect. That was great. <laughs> we will well, ca- we'll continue conversations on the other side. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Conversations with Money with Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at capitalcorefinancial.com. Now, back to Conversations with Money. Welcome back, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed the break there. Now, David and Sarah, we're talking about David and Sarah of the Dirty Apron here in Vancouver. Uh, an incredibly successful cooking school in Delhi in the downtown area of Vancouver. So if you're ever in town, come visit them. And if they want to come or they want to check you out, how can they? www.dirtyapron.com is our website. Not thedirtyapron.com. That's a totally different website. Okay. <laughs> clarify that. You need to be 18 plus for that one. No way, really? Just clarifying. Got that. it. Wow. So, so once again, it is? www.dirtyapron.com. Okay. And do not Google the Dirty Apron. Okay, got it. So dirtyapron.com. Now, do you have a Twitter account? Can, can they follow you? Absolutely. We're uh, dirty underscore apron. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, so those are a lot of avenues that people see what's happening, what we're doing daily, mm-hmm. what new projects are on the go. So yeah. Now you have a cookbook that you launched and it's become a national bestseller. Yes. That's the Dirty true. Apron Cookbook. Yeah. So we, so we started that just over a year and a half ago when I first sat down um, with the publisher you know, they they told us that a national bestseller in Canada was 5,000 copies and less than 5% of cookbooks do that. And so we said, well, we would love to, um, wow. we'd love to hit 10,000 in one year. And there was a polite chuckle at us. <laughs> and 
because the odds were against you. Four months, mm-hmm. the book sold ten thousand copies wow. here in Canada. After four months, which is amazing. It just hit the U.S. market this month, and already it's doing quite well. Um, so, Dirty Apron, me and my chefs, we've actually gone down to Portland. We just did a book signing. You were just this there weekend. Over the weekend. Yeah, we're going down to Seattle tomorrow. We're doing that larger books. We're doing another book That's signing. Exciting. Wow! So a lot of exciting stuff, but it's an extension of the staff of the people um we didn't really do this to be trying to make a ton of money off of a cookbook we just wanted to have people understand the story great recipes designed for the home cook in mind yeah what's great about the cookbook is because we are a cooking school it's the recipes have been written for our cooking students so any home chef we'd like to think any home chef or home cook can approach this book and actually read through the recipes understand them and follow them and actually have a fantastic end result so it's not a typical fine dining restaurant cookbook where it's just a little over your head as a home cook Mm -hmm. it's really approachable but the end result looks and will taste like it's just come out of a fine dining kitchen and so we, we love the idea of empowering people, whether that's in our cooking classes or even through the cookbook. And people can get that book on Amazon.ca for Canada or Amazon.com and um, have it at their door in the next two days. Amazing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I suggest everybody that uh, loves to cook at home or aspires to be the next master chef, order it. Definitely we've had World some awesome three. experiences there. Remember, we've done probably three or four classes there, you and I. Yeah, we have. Different groups. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Fun. I leave thinking I'm capable of cooking, and then I go home, <laughs> and I'm sadly reminded that I need help. Well, I think that's <laughs> well, you two take care teachers. of our finances, and we take care of your, your, yeah, your, your, your inner chef. How's that? Done. Done deal. Excellent. Uh, now, you, you shared um, and how you guys, both you, come together and talk about business and went to separate that conversation uh, between personal and business. Mm-hmm. Is there one thing that has been a great challenge for you, for both of you in building to where you are right now? Yeah. I'll let Sarah go here. There, there have been several She's challenges. She's like, one thing? You yeah. want me to go with one? We'll start with one. I would be surprised <laughs> if there was one. <laughs> there have been several, for sure. I mean, learning how to speak to, uh, with each other was definitely one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go, I'm going to kind of approach this question from a family perspective too as a couple who started a family the same year as we opened our business which I don't recommend (laughs) but at the same time we're living proof that you can even survive that Um, but it was for me personally was what was challenging was that first year after having spent a year of building the business and pouring everything we had into building the dirty apron um, our daughter was born just a couple months before the doors finally opened. And um, we decided with having a business and a baby on the way, our best way of dealing with this pressure and the new situation in our lives was to conquer and divide, or divide and conquer. Right. So David was going to nurture the business and I was going to nurture the baby. And it came with immediate isolation for myself where I felt so disconnected mm. suddenly from what I had really poured my life and, and, and all my ideas and thoughts and money into. And all of a sudden I was at home with a baby, which was great, and we were so excited to, to have started a family. But we were, David and I were not connecting. We were living completely separate lives. David was worried about 
you know, whether or not our business was making profit, whereas my biggest concern was whether my daughter was going to ever potty train. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and Couldn't get more opposite no, sides no. of the spectrum there. And it was, I mean, even at the end of the day when David would come home, we had our angles of approaching and, and life and, and the challenges we were facing were completely different. And it was, and it came also with a feeling of guilt. I felt like I really should be at the business and I saw David carrying the burden of being a brand new business owner on his shoulders, you know, doing the day-to-day -day runnings. Whereas David also felt guilty for not being able to be at home more with his new daughter and helping me as a new mom. So that was a really great challenge that we had to overcome and uh, get onto the same page and really learn to um, support each other from those different um, stages we were on, so to speak, for that that season in our lives. What's it like? What was it like uh, financially for you? Um, were you concerned financially too? Because when you start up a business, you pour all the money back mm -hmm. into the business. So were you concerned about that? It was tight, but I would say naturally David worries about finances more than me. I, oh, really? Yes, yes. That's interesting. Yeah. The um, I mean, when we started the Dirty Apron, we took a big risk. Mm -hmm. um, most restaurants, yeah, because it's never been done before in Vancouver. No, no, we're very unique. We're very unique to Canada in mm -hmm. the sense of even people who come visit us from the states go, "There's nothing like this." With full recreational style, hands-on cooking classes with the caliber and style of food. See, when we started the Dirty Apron, we wanted to build a place of excellence mm -hmm. from the moment you walked in the door that you were cooking with the best of the best equipment and you had great chefs showing you how to do all this. But that all comes with a cost. Mm -hmm. I remember first year, 14% interest loan from the bank, right? People need to understand too, when you're running a restaurant deli, also, the average profit margin, if you take most restaurants, is about 5%. Wow. So you got to be busy. you got to ma make sure that you're understanding where your money is going and where it's scary. coming. It That's was scary, very David. scary. Yeah. For year one of business, I wanted to pull my hair out. It was so overwhelming to – because my whole life I've always been good with finances, making sure that you know I had a schedule how to pay things off. So – when you go into business, you, you, you kind of step into the deep end of life because there's a lot of uncertainty. You're making a big risk. One, will you be busy? Will you have a product? Getting good staff, you've got to pay a little bit more for. So all these things, all those wheels were turning year one of business. And we definitely um, have grown since then. Um, we've put plans and procedures in place. Can I just interrupt for a quick second? Why do you think you felt took the burden of that fear on more in, in year one of you know six years ago starting the business than you, Sarah? Like, what was it? I think because I was there, yeah. and, and I think this was my like originally your baby. It was my dream. Okay. And, and Sarah said, you know what, I want to I be with you in that dream and make that happen, but make it very clear that it's, it's your dream for to have a cooking school and doing all that. Now it's become both our mm -hmm. dreams mm -hmm. as we've moved forward mm -hmm. and um, we, we kind of, it's like an adopted baby we've taken on. But it was, it was full on from day one and, you know, working for other people prior to that, you're collecting a paycheck, your life's pretty consistent. Now you're yeah. going to a payroll where you're paying out close to, you know, a million dollars a year in, in staff. Right, you got a rent, you got all these overheads, and then you realize you need to be busy 
seven days a week. Did they ever put a strain? Did it put a strain on your marriage? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Definitely in the beginning, Sarah probably felt the pressure from me. Um, I was determined that the business wasn't going to fail, and I just forgot that role. That hey, I'm a husband. I'm a father. And it was it was business twenty four seven the first year. So Sarah, did, did you resent David during that period of time, or the business? We were on different. <laughs> <laughs> David's like, whoa! whoa. Let's bring another radio show. You no, just no. jumped to a whole other. <laughs> David think... is going to leave the room for two <laughs> minutes now. Um, yes, there were there were moments of resentment for sure for for both of us. I think you know, and, and not that either of us wanted to feel that way but you know just as I said we both felt guilt for not being there for the other person the way we felt we should be there too there was also that thought of of you know how come we're not doing this to go how come he's not with me on this and for him you know how come she's not more involved with the business or showing more interest or understanding but for me it was a complete new chapter too, having a baby. I mean, any mother out there would know that it's truly life-changing to have, especially the first child, because you really don't know it's, you know, nothing prepares you for opening your own business and nothing prepares you for becoming a parent. And we just had the privilege of, you know, learning both things in the same year. But yeah, so there were moments of resentment, um, but we, we needed to keep the communication lines open. And one thing that we did before, before we even went on that venture of starting um, to work on the business was we kind of visualized the worst case scenario of what would happen if the business were to fail. And we kind of visualized it, talked it through, okay, this would happen, we'd, uh, you know, definitely would lose our home, we'd have to rent, we both would have to get jobs, uh, you know, just working for somebody else, the dream of being entrepreneurs would be over, at least for a time being. And we decided we were going to be okay with that. We were. We decided that mm. we were willing to take the risk, and we believed in that dream enough to take that risk and and go for it, and be okay with the worst case scenario. Mm. And that really was something, at least for me, that was what got us through it. Because I was just like, I I'm gonna be okay with the worst case scenario, even if the day to day pressure right now seems like it's going to crush us. I'm curious about something. You said that money, or it sounds as though money wasn't something that created for you a lot of fear at the on start or starting of the um, the business. What was your relationship like with money prior to even meeting David? That's a good question. I hmm. I I feel like I was always good with money. But I was always the one deciding how I would spend it. Mm-hmm. I was not. <laughs> yeah. As long as the money's there, I'll spend it. <laughs> yeah. I was never accountable to somebody else right. on how I would spend my money. So I didn't have any debt when David and I met. Um, but I didn't have a lot saved up either. We were backpackers when we met anyways. There wasn't a lot of money going around. But uh, Did David debt scare you? I don't like debt. Okay. I don't like debt at all. Okay. Um, but yeah. you start up the business with debt. Yes. Mm. Yes. Well, there like? was no other way. There was yeah. no other way. So you recognize that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, to me, it was an investment, though, at the same time. I mean, back then, you know, I, I kind of learned that there's a difference between good debt and bad debt, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, so, but, you know, as a backpacker, before we started a business, there was no reason for us to have 
debt at all, you know, but other than a mortgage, maybe, and that is good debt too. But, um, you know, yeah, my relationship with money was different than David's. We, I would say we were both good with money, but we came from very different planets, even with that. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we probably were on totally different worlds um, in terms of money. And, and we, I, I think I recognized that early, even in marriage. And that was actually a little bit of a, a concern of how are we going to go into business with this different mindset. Um, growing up, I, I actually give a lot, a lot of credit to the way my mom raised me to how well our business is doing. Is She would make it very clear from the age of 15 when I started working, if I lend you something now, I'm going to mark it down what day and I'm going to show you where you've paid it off. And so all through my sort of teens and early 20s, this was incredible sort of uh, a structure and balance I had to be able to pay as I go. And I recognize you could have some debt. Like if you need to own a house, you're taking mm -hmm. on debt. If you're going to start a business. So Sarah and I had to really work that out. I think our business would have went through a tougher time had we started earlier on in our marriage. So we had to get on the same page earlier on with finances. And we're getting there. It's, it's a work in progress mm -hmm. still. We don't have it all figured out. We're not perfect. But we're, we're moving it in the direction we need to. And the Dirty Apron's, a, a, you know, today a successful, profitable company. Mm -hmm. What's really interesting is that now David is actually the one who pushes more to spend money on things in the business, whereas I'm always trying to just kind of rein things in and make sure, you know, no, I'd like to pay that off first. Or um, You it, sound it, exactly like Frank. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a reason why he I think He comes to the table with works. all these exciting investment yes. ideas, and I'm like, let's just pay this off and then get to that. And he's just got these exciting ideas. Yeah. And that's exactly, and it's funny, I feel the table has turned there because uh, before it was always me who had these great ideas on, on the things that we should purchase, and Dave was like, there's no way we can afford this. And and um, now I, I'm actually the one because I'm in the books a lot more. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I'm all for new projects and everything. And, 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 you know, but yeah, I just need to make, I know it's my responsibility to make sure that we don't overspend. Right. Do you think having kids had something to do with that uh, shift for you? I never thought about that, but it's likely. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, all of a sudden, it's just like with the family. We went from a family, now we're a family of four. Well, we also went from a staff of six to 32. Mm -hmm. So there is way more responsibility on your shoulders. And we will always pay our staff before we pay ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've, we, we've worked towards creating goals and financial goals for the company and making sure each year we're doing this and this better. So that's worked well for us. Yeah. If you are enjoying this conversation, love to have you call in and oh, ask yeah. David and Sarah a question. The toll-free number is, what's your cell phone? Person? No, I'm not kidding. 1-866-472-5790. Once again, the toll-free number is 1-866-472-5790. Or if you don't feel like uh, calling in, you can send us an email. And the email is info at capitalcorefinancial.com. We also are on Twitter. You can follow us and follow the tweets right now that uh, Melissa is sending out uh, while we're having this conversation. And it is at Your Money Matters. There's no E in the matters. So M-A-T-T-R-S. So we're going to a break and we will continue this conversation on the other side.
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support Surprise you. Up to date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866 472 5790. 866 472 5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Conversations with Money with Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. To reach our show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to info at capitalcorefinancial.com. Now, back to Conversations with Money. Welcome back. Uh, hopefully you've had a chance to go onto the Dirty Apron website. Not the Dirty Apron, but the Dirty <laughs> Thank Apron Thank you for clarifying. Website. Well, I, I'm intrigued now. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> as soon as you guys leave, we're going on. <laughs> what do they mean? Oh. Don't go on the Dirty Apron. You or can't type tell in the me dirty not apron. to go on. Now I want to go on. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, why are you even saying it, Davis? <laughs> now that, that, that's right. The other website is going to see a spike. <laughs> in their heads, yeah. And they're in how many people? Unique visitors. You will try booking cooking classes. <laughs> be confusion. <laughs> Why is this a different cooking class yeah. than I expected? <laughs> yes. The cookbook is different than what I thought. Uh, well, yeah, hopefully you, you got a chance because you do have photos so people get a chance to actually see what you guys look like. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you have a video that uh, that plays that people yes. can see? Absolutely. You do? Yeah. It's also on your website? Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. And if people are following you on Twitter, what can they expect? Yeah, they can just expect. I mean, we're a restaurant too, so we're always putting out daily specials. Um, even today, you know, I was on TV cooking and doing dishes. I do that about once a week, so we'll put that video up online. Um, we're also just what's new, what's fresh. One of the things with our shop is we really source out a lot of cool, funky ingredients. We bring them in from all around the world. So if we have new things, we're tweeting about that. Yep. That's great. I've actually experienced uh, some of those unique foods that you have. One thing I still need to get is the bourbon maple, maple syrup. syrup. Oh yes. my goodness. See, I remember that. I, so I good. I, I'm just waiting for the opportunity to come in and buy it. <laughs> so um, actually, I got to tell you uh, a little story. During Easter, I, I came by. We had a meeting before Easter. I don't know if you remember that. But uh, you gave me the gift of uh, from, from Spain, those little peppers, roasted peppers. Yeah. So I put them out without telling my dad. He's Italian. So I put them out. I'm like, hey, what do you think of those? 
this what he won't tell you the, the straight up like wow this is fantastic that's not him it's they're good that's oh, right I'm tapping sorry <laughs> they're good and so I know that they're good right <laughs> and uh, and then he started talking about you know I used to make these when you guys were kids and I remember that oh. he, 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 I remember coming home from school he would have this little barbecue set up and roasting these peppers and mm. you can just smell it and so that's what it reminded me of so it was nice. fantastic it was really really good uh, so I encourage everybody to go and uh, people can order online. Um, Do you sell online? No, yet? we don't. Not yet? Okay. So they have to come into the store. They got to come in. Which is part of the experience. That's uh, great. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I, I, we're, last part of the, of the show, I want to, to focus on, we want to focus on, on what people can, can learn from your experience. Mm-hmm. So are there some things that, that if you were in front of an audience and, and just like you are right now, actually, what would you leave people? What would, what would you say to couples that are looking to start a business or are in a business, but they're, they're frustrated, they're, they're floundering? What can you say to them? What would you say to them? If you I, three tips, what would you give? What would the three tips be? Yeah, and, and just to kind of go on that a bit, I mean, I think people have to understand, well, what is their view of success? So if they're going into business, there's an idea of success that they have in their, ha- in their head. What does that look like? Put it down on paper, okay? For me, my view of success is having a solid balance, right? So uh, addressing the fact that I'm a husband and I'm a father, so I don't want to have a super successful business and then I go home and everything's in shambles. It's falling apart. That's not my vision and view of success. And I make that really clear with myself. Okay, We've had tons of opportunities. Mm-hmm. People have said, would you like to um, take your business to mainland China? Would you like to take this to LA? We'll invest. Would you like to take this to Toronto? And I have to say that what will this do with my personal time where I want to be a successful husband? I want to be a successful father. I know it might sound cliche to say that, but I know it gives me bounce, especially with the fact that we're a business where we're running it as a family. We have staff, but we work together. So that, that would be my thing. Write down what your view of success is and make sure you're, re, you're, you're revisiting that vision each year. and You're, you're staying the course of that. And you'll, you'll, you'll be much more happier in your business and you'll be happier in your family life. So that's a huge thing for me. And keep yourself accountable. Share the vision with somebody that's close to you so you don't drift away. But every now and then they come and go, how's that working for you? Those would be a couple of things that I would stick to. Yeah. Did you build your visions of success together? Was that something that you, was it a work in progress together or was it you came up with your own you came up with your own and then you sat down at the drawing table to say this is where I'm at I would say David David's passion was ignited when he started teaching people he was still working from a restaurant kitchen but he had opportunities to teach people how to cook and I think there was a passion ignited there he shared that passion with me and together I was kind of in and out of the restaurant industry and the front of house. But he, he shared that passion with me, and together we decided that, okay, if we're going to want to start a family one day, then going into teaching and building our own business would, would be really great for us mm-hmm. because at a restaurant, David would be working 16-hour days. And we knew, okay, well, starting a business, it might be 16-hour days for the first season, but we know 
okay, if everything goes well, there will be a season where we can actually focus more on spending time with the family. So that was one really important and 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 um, catalyst and and starting that dream and 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 starting to think about opening our own business was already to start thinking or think about a family and and how much time we would want to make for our kids and for each other. So I think that was because that was a vital part of the foundation on which the business was built. It was easy for us to, or it is easy for us to, you know, just kind of measure our current lifestyle against that and see it doesn't measure up to what our idea was initially as, as a family. Um, for me personally, too, I, I like how David mentioned success. I mean, you know, every I apologize to those listeners who maybe thought they would listen and, and hear the perfect business plan because we don't have it. But one thing that... I don't think anybody does. <laughs> no. <laughs> but one thing for us is, uh, or for me personally, it's priorities. I feel mm-hmm. I am successful when I have my priorities straight. Mm-hmm. And for me, it'll always be my family first before the business. I feel that when we're balanced as a family, when David and I are good with each other in our marriage, the business thrives so much more. And, and it thrives on us being on the same page. Our staff certainly see that. And um, I feel it's even encouraged some of our own staff to go out and start their own business further down the road. Or some have even already started. And we're so proud of them. And we're, we're grateful that we can be that platform even for other people to to find encouragement and see that balance is so important for us and priorities, the right priorities are so important for us to, you know, let them take that on their journey with them and, and hopefully mm-hmm. apply that in their lives. And, and also just to add, revisit the passion that you had mm-hmm. to start the, the business. I think people get into business and then seven, eight years later, they're not even remembering why they got into the business. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I really challenge myself to do is that I'm continuing doing things that created the passion for me to want to start Mm -hmm. this business. Because now with 35 staff, so many things pulling you in different directions, you can get sort of bogged down with all this stuff of business, Mm -hmm. right? So they know keep David out of the office and he's best and most effective (laughs) when he's with his chefs in the kitchen and developing and creating. And that's the passion that got me involved in what I do. So revisiting your initial passions of what why you wanted to get into business in the first place. I like that because it's it very much we talk about it a lot where it's like uh, connect with the why why you do it whatever it might be. So then in those moments where you're like wow what am I doing why am I doing this mm-hmm. and you're struggling, you yeah. have some connection to that why, and and you know for some people it's drawing it out writing it out but having something accessible so that it's for you know front of the mind. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was just talking about this morning because my sister just had a baby. Was when she was like, she's totally supporting. Obviously, the idea I was talking about kids in the future, and she's like, really spend some time connecting with the why you want to have babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I don't know if she's gonna like me saying that. I don't think. I mean, I think she's a hundred percent gazillion ecstatic to have this baby. But she was like, once you connect with that, it it makes everything mm-hmm. amazing, you know, and you appreciate every experience of it. But you need to be super connected to it so that when you're inconvenienced. Um, you know, this is me summarizing, you know, this is what she said. Mm-hmm. But what I took from it was the same as all of these experiences, whether it's a business, children, whatever it might be, you need to connect with why you're doing it. Yeah. Or else when times get tough, you'll, for me, I'll freak out. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, what you're just talking about there, and Sarah, you said this, that there's no manual on 
having a, a child or a, baby. <laughs> or a business, starting the business. And we all get excited about the prospect, the, mm-hmm. but that, a lot of that's emotional from what we feel is, is what could be, but then reality sets in of what it actually is. And a lot of people that start up a business, it's a very romantic idea or very emotional. Mm-hmm. They get excited, but then they get so overwhelmed and then they, they start working 16 hours a day. And as their business grows, uh, they start having issues with the right staff or uh, if they're married or in, in, in a partnership with somebody, it puts a strain because then the other person, well, you're taking time away from me and, and we're not mm-hmm. those old times the way it was. We're free and do whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. No longer there. And then all of a sudden people start resenting. And they start resenting the reason why they have a business, and they start looking at it as, yeah. as I can't believe we're almost done. I'm getting right into <laughs> Finish it. Finish your sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, when you this happens. You almost gave away the secret to life. <laughs> I was about to. You don't remember. That's right. I was in full deep meditation there. No, it's. Yeah, I think that 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 part there, and just what uh, what you're just saying there, it, it just to go back to what you're saying, understand. Uh, what you wanted from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And I can see why you, you have an incredible balance. And I think that people are listening into this. I think they, they, they got a sense of why. Uh, and I think uh, the takeaway for today, well, for, for me, and I think mm-hmm. for a lot of people, is that that balance only comes when you work on it. Mm-hmm. When you work hard to create that balance. And, and David, you said uh, measure that success. What's the definition mm-hmm. for you? And revisiting it once a year, mm-hmm. and and having somebody do because I know actually I know you, David, really well. I know you have an accountability partner. I do, absolutely, and not just one. I think you have a couple. Yeah, absolutely. And and so you you do definitely walk um, what you say the the whatever the, the saying is. You walk mm-hmm. the walk, talk, walk, 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 and the other thing that I think that was important, which wasn't worded this way, but this is how I worded it in my head, was sort of knowing your role and, and really mm-hmm. stepping into your role. Without knowing your role, I mean, you took on the mom role and you took on the business owner role in that period of time where things mm-hmm. got, you know, intense. Um, and I think that's an important part because whatever that might look like, whether it's the parent or the, you know, when you change roles, just being very clear on that. And I think that's even something, you know, the more you and I, Franco, have, have I learned a few clarified our roles and what's to be delegated to each other, it, it helps. You know, it makes things easier to work with each other because it's clearly one person's responsibility and there's no blaming or wondering who's doing what. I think we should have a show where Dave and Sarah are interviewing us. <laughs> So much to learn. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> not happening. Before we, we end the idea. show, uh, I thought you like that. <laughs> if you could leave people with just one thing, just one uh, quick little thing, what would it be, Sarah? It's funny. I wasn't planning on saying this, but it just popped into my head while listening to you guys talk. And it's been an advice that I've been giving other people that I have talked to as well, is that a smidge of humility goes a long mm. way. Mm. And... Don't be afraid to be humble. Don't ask your staff to help you with things. Don't micromanage. Allow your staff to 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 get better at some things in the business than than you. Um, allow your husband or your partner to to know your weaknesses and be open about it, and and let people know when you need help, whether it's your friends or whether whether it's people in the business. It's not it's not a weakness. It's a strength. So that's that's what I'm going to leave. That's great. Myself. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
David. Yeah, just to echo Sarah, but the thing that comes to my mind is keep the main thing the main thing. Mm. What's the main thing to you? And keep that mm. working. So for me, the mm -hmm. main thing is successful business, successful family, but having a sense of peace that it's all working well. So what fuels that and just continuously revisit what your vision is of success and have people to help you be accountable with that. That's great. Thank you both. Thank, Thank you, Sarah. You Thank you, David, for Thank joining you. us. Thanks yes. for Thank having you. us. Yes, uh, this was fun. I know we could have gone on for yes. another hour. Absolutely. Maybe we'll have you guys on again. Um, but uh, I like hopefully, closed for business. That was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and, was good. In the evenings, just closed for business. Just closed for business. You're gonna write Even that back to me when I text you. <laughs> I know exactly. I'm gonna text him tonight, and he's gonna write closed for business. Sorry. <laughs> I guess it's my auto response. Talk to you at 10 a.m. <laughs> oh, it's I happening. Love that. I love that. Uh, except I'm gonna do it to you one day. Hopefully, you've enjoyed the show today, <laughs> as we have, and thank you for tuning in and listening in. And uh, join us next week as next week we're going to be exploring and talking about is it possible to set up a rainy fund, an emergency fund, and also an opportunity fund. And Marissa and I will explore that and we'll give you four tips that you can actually use to build that up. Thank you for joining us. And have, have a, a wealthy, wealthy week. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in this week. Please join Franco Calagiri and Marissa Sipolinski again for another edition of Conversations with Money next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wealthy week. Music.